Although I've had four dreams now. Four. Four entire dreams about. So the first one that I spoke about last week when you woke me up and you're like, the wedding is today. And I was like, ha ha. And your mum being like, I thought you had all of this planned. (laughs) Yeah, I thought you had your shit sorted. Okay, so then I had another one where um, no one turned up to the wedding. Like not even Joe, just me. I was just there, walking down the aisle by myself. It's the fact you walked, you continued to walk down the aisle. You saw no one was there. <laughs> Didn't even have my dad with me. And you were just like, I'm just going anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Left at the altar <laughs> by everyone. By everyone. Every single person. Um, and then the other one was, oh, I forgot to book my hair. I forgot to book my makeup. I forgot to, I got the wrong photographers. I don't even know how I did that. Um, so all my photos came out like a two-year-old had taken But in your dream where no one else was there, the hair and makeup people were there though, right? Because you had your hair and makeup yes. done. Yeah. yeah. And the photographer was there actually. Yeah. So what we need to just do now so is we need to just join up all the dreams. All the dreams. And we'll come to the wedding. Yay! Yay! But then there wasn't, like, that one was weird because I had bobby pins. I remember seeing all these bobby pins oh, in my yes. hair. I was like, what the f- <laughs> you let me do this. Did you do your own hair that day? <laughs> yeah, must have. And then um, the last one recently, I haven't told you about this one, but the last one recently was I, um, everyone, like, turned into, like, monkeys, <laughs> but not monkey monkeys. Like, I don't even know. They weren't monkeys. I don't know what they were. Everyone just turned into weird things. Oh. And it just got a bit weird. I think it's... Oh, and then I had that Love Island dream. What Love Island dream? I don't know what to tell you. I was on no. Love Island in my dream, and then someone tried to shoot me. Oh, oh Jeremy. wait, yes, yes, yes. Oh, no, I did tell you. Someone was trying to shoot me because he wanted to win, and I was like, whoa. And then don't I was you win running. As a team in Love Island? Yeah, I know, but him and his gal. Oh, they right, to yeah, win. I see. Um, and then I was running up a hill, but I remember thinking, I don't know why I'm running so slow because I'm not in a dream. <laughs> that was the best bit. Oh, anyway, God. I died. <sighs> Do you die in your dreams? Uh, it's yes, sometimes. I, do you know, I haven't actually had a dream that I can remember for quite a long time. No. I have dreams that stick with me. Do you? Really? Do you dream every night, do you think? I think I probably do dream every night. And I'll have recollection, like very vague recollections. Like when I first wake up, I'm like... <gasps> and then, yeah, I kind of forget about them. I dream every night. It's, Cause it's quite painful. Yeah. You are do a very active imagination at yeah. night, clearly. Constantly. waking up every night since we've started our new routine of actually getting up at 5.30. I've been waking up every night at um, thank you for that Joe. Like 10 like probably an hour after I go to sleep I wake up panicking and then at like 2 and then maybe at 4 and then it's like you know when you wake up at 4 and you're like oh, fuck I've got, really got another hour oh no yeah, yeah I mean that doesn't me. that doesn't happen to me because I'm like oh no 4 I have another 3 hours yeah <laughs> oh when I was up in Hawke's Bay I slept for I think I went to bed at like midnight no I went to bed at 1 it was quite a late night but I slept until like 2.30 I was like oh this my is god. <laughs> oh my god that is worse but you appreciate you appreciate a lion a lot more if you have to wake up, actually have to wake up really early in the morning yeah. through the week. Yeah, you do. And I think it's absolutely fine to have a lion. I mean, it's fine to have a lion anyway, but it's fine to have a lion, especially when you wake up early through the week and it's like, yeah, yeah this is my little treat to me. Yeah, this is me to me, where people are like, oh, that's part of your routine. You should keep your routine. I'm like, mm. 
no screw that <laughs> screw screw this <laughs> how has your week been otherwise um yeah my week has been okay it's been okay it's been quite like a big-ish week mentally yeah but but yeah it's been okay something happened i was going to tell you about something and i can't remember what it was oh i've got something to tell you oh i was going to say something i literally can't fucking remember what it is I mean, obviously, there's a very special event this week, but I'm not going to talk about it because yeah. she doesn't like to talk about it. So yeah, thank we're you. just not. Um, thank you. <laughs> but there's a birthday. It's not my birthday. So. <laughs> well, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, shit. No oh, shit. I laughed. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um... But yeah, I can't really remember what happened. I was going to say something and then I can't remember what happened. So how was your week? Yeah. What do you have to tell me? Uh, I have to tell you, it's not to do with my week. I just oh. thought this was very interesting. But um, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. Um, my week was has been fine, actually. Yeah, it's been good. good. We've been ticking through. I feel like it's gone quite quick. Yeah, it has gone quite quickly, actually. Mm. I can't believe it's Thursday already. Yeah. Whoop, whoop, whee. Another day. Um... But what I was going to tell you is yesterday I was looking at, um, I was on LinkedIn and a mm. lot of the LinkedIn jobs pop up on my mm. profile. So I was having a look through just out of curiosity. Yeah. And one of them came up and it was like a guest service manager for Lululemon. I was like, what's a guest service manager? It's a retail sales assistant. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, oh yeah. my God. Oh my God. Stop. Like it, the way they upsell. Yeah. Like it's not that glam. And, okay, so it's not that bad, but I was like, I wouldn't actually qualify for this role because it says it requires high school diploma. I was like, <laughs> I haven't even finished high school. Can I come and work? You live in Lemon work for you. Um, it will yeah. be, although to be fair, one thing I will say about Lululemon is that they they are more attentive and there's a lot of them. Yeah. Like loads of them work in that retail store on Lambton. Like it's, there's yeah. bloody loads of them. Yeah. And it is a nice experience. Well, they're turning it into even more of an experience. Oh, with a guest service manager. A guest service manager. And um, speaking of Lululemon, so yes. I, I showed you. Your sports bra? Yes, my new sports yeah. bra. So obviously I had to go in because my other sports bra broke. Yeah. Anyway, we're at the checkout, and the person I was stood with, who I will not mention by name, <laughs> but they know exactly who they are, although I don't let them listen to this, <laughs> um, was like, are you, oh, you're going to go and, you know, and change into it? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I will do. And he turns to the checkout lady and goes, yeah, her bra exploded, so she needs to go <laughs> and put this one on. <laughs> I was just like, she didn't need to know that. She didn't. And the woman was just there, like, sort of like... <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. I was like, do you know what I love is I don't think I've seen the side of this person yet. So yeah. I'm like, to hear that, I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Oh my God. Yeah. It's also con- like, it's really reserved and quiet around you. Mm. It's constantly mean and funny to me. Like constantly. Made me think I stood in a jellyfish the other day. <laughs> that is the cruelest trick. Yeah. That is the cruelest yes, trick. Yes, but yes, told the lady at Lululemon that my bra exploded. Yes. Well, I'm sure it did. I mean, it didn't actually. Burst, this, it seems. Burst, it seems. No, the strap just broke. I. It's one that you know that one that like the strap comes off. Yes. And it yeah. like it happens to me in the gym. So I went to go put it back on, and I pulled it, and it just went. Ah, oh, it just snapped. Yeah. That's, oh, that's not good. Anyway. Anyway. So yes. onwards and upwards. We have a nice brand new sports bra. Yes, it's ooh, very ooh. nice. I would highly recommend. What is that noise? 
It's Joe. Oh, okay, I see. I see. <laughs> Hello, Joe. Hello, Joe. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm glad that your week has been good. And yeah. Mm. Um, I was going to say, I was going to mention about that um, job that I went for. Because I didn't find out this oh, week, but yes. I did find out after we recorded last week. So I kind of found my dream job my kind of dream job mm. my dream job is to be like a vacationing stay at home mom <laughs> <laughs> but we won't go into too much detail on that one um and I applied and I got through for an interview and the email that they had sent me back after my interview was quite it was pretty it was pretty confident and it, yeah it, if I had rec- if anyone had received that email they'd think oh yeah yeah cool cool good, good. Got, yeah got either pretty much got the job yeah or like yeah yeah to me i interpreted it as you've got the job pending references yeah which i mean it, it didn't say that word for word so here's our lesson don't read things word for word because they're quite a young company um so they i don't know what it was yeah, but processes anyway. are just a bit yeah long story short um, I then got an email a week later saying, look, we really, really wanted to go with you and we've tried to figure out how to make this work with two people, but unfortunately um, we've had an experienced CMO apply and we're going to go with them because we just want to get things running. So probably, I don't know, more of an experienced thing, which I was like, oh, puns. <laughs> um, You'll definitely get more experience. <laughs> <laughs> But it was nice. The email they sent me back was really nice, actually. I've never really had an email like that from anyone that I've applied for a job for. So I was like, credit to you. Um, It is, I think when you're a young company, hiring people can be, hiring people can be a lot. And it's, you, yeah. I don't think they knew what they wanted either. No. And like, yeah, it is hard. It's because... Such Especially when I think you were the first interview as well. So yeah. it's super easy to get really overexcited and be like, oh my God, yes, amazing. And then yeah. you have other people on an interview like, oh, oh, yeah, should we maybe take a pause? Yeah. But I think also the slight moral of the story is don't offer someone a job and then. Well, they didn't offer me the well, job explicitly. No, but. This is the thing. It's like this language that people it's a use. Very ambiguous yeah. email. Yeah, absolutely. So I. I don't know, lessons learned out of this. I think I did the best parallel park before the interview. <laughs> and I think it's having faith in myself. Yes. And, and believing. And it was a job that is above a level that you've... Yeah, had, way above. Way above a level that you've had before. And you got that far. That yeah. should give you that level of yeah. that sense of faith in yourself. Because you absolutely can do it. Yeah. I think actually the fact that they even considered me was a little bit like... I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, onwards and upwards from here. So no, um, no career change for me as of yet. We're working on the stay-at-home vacationing mum thing. Yeah. We are. We'll keep you posted on that. Hopefully um, we'll be recording next week's episode from Barbados. <laughs> Yeah. Yep, that's it's the plan. It's the plan. It's it's, the it's, plan. it's in Dream motion. Big. It's in motion. Dream big. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Anyway, shall we? Yes. So throwing you a slight curveball. Oh gosh. 
because I like curveballs actually I feel like we do better <laughs> when we when we spoke yesterday and you asked me what this was about yeah and I said it was moving into a new industry when yeah. I then went to sit down and write the questions and stuff for it no I can't read from here anyway that's, that's good sign. <laughs> you need to go to Specsavers now should I go to Specsavers oh my god are you genuinely can't read that from no, there no I can mm-hmm. I can but okay. Anyway, <laughs> yes, I realised that actually we'd already spoken about it. Yeah. We'd already discussed stuff and I was like, we, I don't want us to just go over the same thing, like whilst there's probably more important things we can mm. say. So mm-hmm. I had a moment of inspiration. Ooh. And then I also turned... Was that our fish and chips that gave you... It was the fish and chips that gave me inspiration, yeah. It was... Oh, it was that awful hideous thing that Joe ate. It Ooh. looked really... It a just, power fritter. It just looked... I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, yeah. And then as soon as he was like little slugs, I just couldn't unsee it. Yeah. Um, For anyone that doesn't know what that is, it's like a PowerShell. I wonder if people even know what that is. Foreign. I feel people. like you can get them on Animal Crossing. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like you can bring them up on Animal Crossing and you go diving. Okay. I miss my Switch so much. I've never played that. But... Oh my god, Animal Crossing is so relaxing. If my sister hadn't flipping stolen my Switch, I'd get it. Tell your mum to bring it. Yeah, I know, but my sister plays on it now, and I feel a bit like I can't be like, yeah, I want my Switch back because I want Animal Crossing. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I could, but I'm probably not going to. Anyway, yes. And I also took a little bit, and I was kind of feeling half inspired, but half like, oh, I want to do something cool. So I turned to ChatGPT. Oh. And actually... It gave me some really good ideas. Ooh, like, I want to know what you typed in because I feel like this is the key. So, because I use ChatGPT pretty much every single day yeah. in my job, I have gotten all right at getting it to type it, like to type in prompts for it. Yeah. And I'm like, one of the things I always do is like, as this, write yeah. me this. Yeah. And I get it to regenerate it. And then I'm like, turn down this language to like yeah. make it this make it that it's really fun play yeah. around with it like I don't do. yeah I mean but I feel like the roadblock for a lot of people is that what do you type what do you type in and I've only just started like getting in there there's also a really good google a chrome extension mm. that you can use for it mm. that helps you type in prompts I'm going to be honest, I actually prefer the prompts that I write, but... Um, if you knew it, this... But but it's really good, yeah. and you can, like, it'll, like, right. outrank this article you type, give it a link, and it'll write an outranked article. It's, it's, yeah. it's really cool. Um, but, yeah, so I kind of just wanted a bit more... I just wanted some fresh ideas. Obviously, yeah. we kind of came up with the podcast ideas a little time ago, and we've obviously 13 episodes in now. Huh. So it's... But, yeah, so it's come up with some really cool ideas. Um, I also got it to write me a rogue question for the end of this episode alrighty and I think that's going to be our new feature is I'm going to get chat GPT to write a rogue question okay a rogue like funny random ass question and I'll get to answer it but what I'm getting to in a very long winded way is I've changed up the episode a little bit nice okay what is the episode then so the episode is kind of a bit about intimidation and kind of overcoming that in the workplace and in life in general and the things that you do to kind of supplement that yeah um so I, yes. do you know when you said that intimidation i had one thought what, what, what was like the first word that comes to your mind i actually can't think 
This is where it goes by. I can't think. <laughs> I can't think. I can't think. <laughs> I just thought men. Sorry for oh, yeah. all our men oh, listeners. Yeah, no, so do, yeah, no, so do I. And that's what who I think. Obviously, you know, not all male listeners. But um, they... And I think sometimes it can be that source of intimidation without them even really meaning to be. Yeah. Which is sad. And it's sad that some people spoil it for yeah. the experience of everyone else. Don't be shit is the moral there. How do you stand in the face of intimidation? Mm. <laughs> Obviously, there's kind of probably a couple of different answers. So, you know, you get intimidation in the workplace. You get intimidated if you go into a job interview, for example, and it's yeah. you sat there and there's like seven other people yeah. sat in front of you. That's that. Um, you get intimidated when... A clear example is you go to the gym and yes. you're one of the only women there and there's all the little like muscle men with their lifting belts on lifting 5kg do you wish that there was a woman's only gym because I do oh my god so much so dreamy anyway moving on um, <laughs> I think like I definitely get easily intimidated mm. apparently I'm quite intimidating though for, like other people have always said to me I'm quite intimidating so I'm like oh I don't see I don't know why <laughs> I don't know it's because you're so, so pretty. <laughs> but no, I think, like, I've recently started kind of pushing through it. I mean, like, that job interview that I went in two weeks ago now, three weeks ago, I don't know. I interviewed with five people. That's And that was like, I was like, whoa. But I actually felt okay because I'd given myself a really good, like, I'd just done the... I'd put the right practices in place beforehand. Like, I did my parallel park, which <laughs> really contributed to it all. You guys don't understand how much we've all heard about this parallel park. Yeah, like. honestly. <laughs> it was the best thing in the world. And I, for someone that doesn't avoid parallel parking, it was on point. Yeah. Um, but I did that, and I also looked beforehand like on my drive in I had an hour drive there so I had that whole drive I listened to like a really good podcast about it was like a positive influencing one I think it was one with Simon Sinek in it actually and they're talking about like your greater self and like how you can't get places if you don't believe and Mm -hmm. how you put these steps in place and I think that really helped me Mm. um but previously I would just be like a deer in headlights yeah I just kind of I don't shut down but I just go very quiet and I am quite quiet in meetings and things so it's Mm. hard for me like it's hard you probably would be able to see it but a lot of people wouldn't be able to see the difference between me just being bored and me being intimidated (laughs) which is a good thing you know yeah that's true I'll take it if they think I'm bored and confident that's good (laughs) we'll take it this is just so beneath me that I'm like not engaging yeah (laughs) it's not because I'm fucking terrified to say anything (laughs) yeah it's just because um yeah I don't really care (laughs) (laughs) that's not the case um what about you how do you cope I think I one thing I do like especially in meetings when I'm intimidated because this happens to me quite a bit I take at least of the first part of the meeting to just listen and Mm. really take in everything that's being said and I take a lot of notes yeah (laughs) I take a lot of notes and then I calculate what I'm gonna say to make sure that and even if that's something really just small yeah I like to 
have a word in. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, I'm not just going to sit here and let this situation intimidate me and say nothing. I'm going to make sure it it at least, you know, I'm airing the idea that I am confident enough to say something because then it instills confidence in me. Yeah. And it's been that way a lot. And I've had to, throughout my working career, had to stand up and do lots of different things and have to go into situations that intimidate me and deal with clients and it's it can be scary but just yeah listening is one of the biggest things because then you Mm. can and and as I say even if you just say something small you've said something yeah you've contributed you've contributed your ideas matter it's um don't get me wrong you might then have to turn around and like Explain, explain yourself. yourself and you're like, oh, fuck. I don't <laughs> no. know. I just um, took some words. But you, you know, you can do your job. Like, yeah. you're confident and capable of doing your job and don't let certain situations make you forget that. Yeah. Um, which can be really... It can it can be really easily done. I think especially as, like, a young woman as well, it can, you know, when you've worked with people that are older than you... Mm. And you're like, oh no, this is this is the job for the grown-ups. You're also a grown-up. Yeah. You know, you have as much right That's to be it. there as anyone else. Um, you've invited you're invited to be in that meeting, you got that job. Like it's yeah, just kind yeah. of have faith in yourself and just if you can even just have a little t- say your little tiny piece, then you'll feel much better. And because I know I've also come out of meetings where I've just said nothing at all. Yeah. And I'm like, that made me feel really shit because yeah. I was like, why was I even in, in that meeting? Because yeah. I said nothing. I contrib- didn't contribute anything. Like what was the point of my being there? Yeah. And it just makes you feel really small. So I think a lot of it as well is imposter syndrome, like in the confidence, Mostly. like that's where this all kind of comes from is everyone's got it to some extent, except for maybe the select people. Yes. Um, that definitely actually should have it. To be yeah. Honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or at least everyone's had it at some point, mm. but, um, yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to that. And if you can kind of work on that and look at, as you said, you are here for a reason. You're not, even if it's a job interview or if it's a meeting, there is a reason that you're there and you've proven yourself to some extent. So it's like going, okay, well, I just need to kind of step back, think about how to approach this in a way that is logical Mm. and then go from there. I mean, most meetings, I don't say anything because I'm like, I'm just like back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, I can't, can't fight to get a word in so I'm not going to try so I think that does sometimes it's like the whole is it intimidation or is it the fact that I'm now at a point where I'm like I actually can't be bothered trying because it's like yeah I'll I'll end up taking the work on and I'll just put my piece in then (laughs) and that's also absolutely fine like that's absolutely fine that's not you backing down to intimidation that's just you making a smart move as to when the best time for you to chime in is because you're still chiming in it isn't necessarily in the actual Mm. meeting but it's further down the line and that's absolutely fine yeah and i think as well one thing to remember is that everyone's kind of a bit scared yeah there are times when everyone feels out of their depth yeah and even there and i can't say this enough but faking it until you make it 
Huge. Is huge. A huge skill. And everyone does it. Like, literally everybody. We should be putting this on our CV. <laughs> we should. Take note. We're going to um, do a whole series on faking it till we but, make it. But fake it until you make it. Yeah. It's just the easiest thing. And there's kind of most things you can just learn. If yeah. you take actions away from a meeting and you're like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? You can learn to do it. Ask Dr. Google. You can ask for help from, you know, people are there to help you. And you'd be amazed that you walk into a really intimidating work environment. Everybody else is probably shitting themselves as well. Yeah. They're just a bit more practiced at giving off that air Mm. of confidence. Um, I think it's difficult if you're like in a dog eat dog kind of work environment, like... I guess a little bit of my experience in the real estate industry and we see that and it's like I mean not within within the company sort of not really but within like the agents and the field and things um it must be hard like I do think it would be hard in the way that people use intimidation tactics are so outdated yes so outdated like especially in real estate I know real estate honestly some of the things I've heard is just like I could I'm like you're lying (laughs) that's not real you're telling me a story (laughs) and people are like no I'm not these are like full grown people and they're like and some of our best sellers yeah some crazy stories come out of them yeah I think we never really lose like the playground intimidation techniques that we learn as kids no and it just carries on some people carry them on a lot more through adult life and some people kind of retract from them and some people use like physical intimidation you know like i've Mm. worked i've worked with some really tall men for example yeah who know that they're very tall and very large stature makes them scary and they play on that and then I've also worked with some very tall and large men who know it makes them scary so so actively try and be like I'm not here to intimidate you please don't be intimidated by the fact I'm like three times your height yeah um and will be very conscious of it but then there are some people that play on it and I think yeah it's the it's the techniques we learn as kids yeah that then it just get taken through yeah but yeah you just gotta stand up and be strong in it push your boobs out (laughs) don't take my advice um no there was this guy who just made me think of like when you're saying tall and large i had one client once and he definitely you could tell he was trying to be intimidating which Mm. was the funniest part because he was probably like late six early late 50s early 60s kind Mm. of thing and he was quite tall and he was quite like, he'd talk over you and things. And it's the only time that I've actually been in a room with someone where I'm like, I know you're trying to intimidate me and it's not really working because you're like a nice old man. But he kept trying to be like, oh, you know, like I'm closer to the grave. You're definitely closer to the cradle. And he kind of like, give me this like weird look every time he said it. And I was like, oh my God. Oh no. Ooh, I know. It was no. just weird. It was just the weirdest situation. But he'd like do that whole extent of the table oh like God. this, you know, with his arms. And it's just like the classic thing that you're, I think, I don't know. I don't know where people learn to do that but there's obviously some sort of training school where they all go and do the met- <laughs> they like all pe- run away. people of a certain age all go and do that yeah um <laughs> very bizarre i'm gonna start doing it I need to go to this training school <laughs> it starts now i'm just gonna start standing up in my meetings and putting my hands on the like, table and being like right right i have nothing to say <laughs> And that's the thing is the people that stand up and do that often actually have nothing to say. Exactly. They're just they're, they're just, just adding waffle. Yeah. And noise. And there you go. And that's why you shouldn't always that's why you shouldn't feel so intimidated because 
so much of what people are saying is waffle and noise just for the sake of saying it. So if they can do it, so can you. We. Um, this is kind of one we discussed yesterday and it's a little bit rogue, but it kind of is on the topic of intimidation, Mm. especially going off job interviews. What answers should we give to the question, why didn't you go to university? Because it can be quite an intimidating question. Yeah. And I know there are times when I get asked it and it's like, oh, because I'm a stupid idiot and I wasn't smart enough to go. Because that isn't actually true for either of us. Yeah. Um, It's a hard one because I think it depends on the employer. Like they, they asked me in my recent, well, they didn't say, why didn't you go to university? But they're like, tell us about, about your background and that's where I kind of if I've never had the question specifically in the interview because I've always tried to get it in front of it mm. and I think that's super important if you yeah in this environment right now that we're in unfortunately you do have to like be the one to jump off and um yeah I always do the same thing try and get out in front of it before I'm even asked yeah I've had it in emails and things and that's been my if you care that much I don't really want to work for you that's my other thing it's like red flag but I think if anyone was to ever ask me the question I would definitely say look I at 17 I thought that was my like career path was that I was going to go into uni and I was going to study fashion design and I was going to work in the fashion industry and that was my plan I didn't have any like that was it and then when I did do that I realized very quickly that it wasn't for me and that studying I got really like frustrated because I'm not super academic but if you sat down and talked to me in terms of like wanted to have a conversation with me I'd be fine Mm. but it was like when they want you to write an essay and they want you to write it so subjective so they want you to write it a specific way that's where I'm like I don't agree Yeah. Here's me selling my psychology textbook today because I thought, um, yeah, I thought I'd study psychology and that lasted a year. That was you, beautiful. But you gave Not it a go. Full year. Yeah. You gave it a yeah, go. I think it's it fine. fine. But anyway, answering the question. So I would just, I basically just say that it's not, it wasn't for me. And I feel like I've had a lot of value out of my, it put me on a career path that's given me so much more value than I might've taken um, from university and I've been able to gain my international experience like working in different cultures I've been able to gain like a, get a head start on my career in terms of like getting into the marketing side of things a lot quicker um, I've been able to have just real life experience I feel like a lot of the time especially in New Zealand a lot of people are going to kick me for this but university life is so sheltered And it was for me coming home to my friends who'd been in uni. It was kind of just like they hadn't grown up yet because they just extended high school. And that's what it is. Um, Except they have drink, drink, drug, sex shit going on. There's obviously also nothing wrong with that sheltered lifestyle, but it is sheltered. Because like you say, it's an extent. It's personal opinion. It's kind of an extension of high school. Yeah. And that does lead me on to a question I'm going to ask later on actually okay. beautiful well, what a beautiful segue what a beautiful segue <laughs> what are your thoughts I very similar to you yeah so I always try and get out in front of it first and I will never forget the time I was interviewed for a local newspaper about when I started like an apprenticeship mm. job at work and because kind of how I kind of broke into yeah. my my big gal career 
and um, and the way she quoted me made me sound like I was an idiot who thought university was too expensive. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my god, it was terrible. She was the reporter was awful. I remember yeah. sitting with um, another lad who was also doing. He was doing like an accounting apprenticeship, mm. and so she he was doing a three year course, and she asked him like three different ways as to how long he'd been in the course and how many years he had left. And he's like, oh, this is my first year of a three-year course. And she's like, oh, cool, 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 cool. And then was like, right, so, so how many years do you have left? And he was like, two two years, because <laughs> this is the first year of a, of a three-year course. And then she asked him a different way again. It was just the whole article was just a bit of a shambles, to be honest. But, yeah, so I always try and get out in front of it first. And I always say that I, at 18 years old... Mm. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Yeah. And university is a hell of a lot of money. Huge expense. I knew I didn't want to be saddled with... I mean, the debt is a little bit different because you don't have to pay it back straight away. And actually, in coming here, I wouldn't have had to have paid it back at all. (laughs) Um, No, but... Luxury. (laughs) um, I... You know, I I knew it wasn't sure what I wanted to do and I knew it was going to be really expensive. So I was like, what is the point of me going just for the sake of going? And potentially yeah. I'm going to go get six months in and, and want to leave. Yeah. And very much like you, I've gained so much real life experience and got a head start on my career, mm. which is really fantastic, which I've found great it taught me to grow up it taught me yeah. it taught me lots of different things and there's real base level skills that I have garnered in that time that I'm super grateful for mm. now and you know there probably would have been experiences had I gone to uni that I would have also been really grateful for yeah. but it doesn't there is I think still this perception sometimes that it makes you an idiot not to have gone yeah and that you're not smart enough and there are times you know when I've you know, we've spoken about it before, but like job applications and stuff where I've been like, oh my God, was I, was I stupid not to yeah. go to university? Like, am I not smart enough? And it's like, actually, no, it's not that I'm not smart enough because I got in, I got yeah. into university. I was going to go and I'm glad I didn't now um, because I probably wouldn't be where I am right yeah. now. But yeah, I, it doesn't, it doesn't make you any less of a person to no. go. It doesn't make you any more of a person if you do go. Like, yeah. It doesn't make you any less or more of a person anything. either way. Um, if it was the right choice for you, then that's all cool. But yeah, it, you just have to have confidence and faith in your decision. And I think yeah. that really, when you explain it to someone, if you have that, that really shines through. And be like, yeah. I knew it wasn't right for me. And that's fine. Yeah. And I'm, I'm here now. You know, if you didn't think I was worth it. Here I am. Here I am. Here um, I am. And so I think that if someone asks you, <laughs> red flag. <laughs> also, make sure that you're honest. Like, make sure that you do explain that it wasn't for you. Like, Rosie yeah. said, and that it's not because you want to be any more of a person or any less of a person. It's just because you decided to go down a different path and that is absolutely fine. And I actually think it speaks to a lot of maturity as well. Yeah. If you give an honest answer, like I knew I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And so I wasn't going to go and take that time and study something that I may have dropped out of, may have not enjoyed. Like I just knew it wasn't right for me. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, it speaks a lot of maturity. And I think there will come a time when people do stop asking. Yeah, Um, I think so. Because as well, especially if you have like the work experience, I agree with you. It is sometimes a little bit of a red flag. It's like, I have all this work experience and you've invited me to come and speak with you. Why are you so interested in why I didn't go to university? Like it's kind of, there comes a point where I think 
and I imagine that probably actually a lot of people that went to university would agree there comes a point where your degree after a certain number of years of work experience obviously unless you're a doctor or something becomes a little bit null and void yeah. because your work experience starts to speak over the top of yeah. any education that you have exactly and education it depends I mean it depends on what you study but it does become dated yeah it does like yeah. if you were to study like a communications degree we can tell you right now that that would become dated in three years because we don't even like our work becomes dated yeah. so you're going to have to find a way to entirely. keep up um, no absolutely entirely and yeah it's and unless you're keeping up with those studies and constantly developing mm. and learning then yeah like Maddie says it, it it does unfortunately become dated just as yeah. things move forward especially yeah. in something so fast moving as communications yeah gosh chat gtb gpt gpt gtp and can following your passion play a part in your career? Are there things that you have to compromise and sacrifice? And is that just something that you have to accept as part of? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that I didn't really know what my passion was. I mean, to be fair, like my passion probably... Uh, is your passion fashion? <laughs> <laughs> my passion is not fashion, <laughs> if you can see. Um I think I don't actually, I still don't know what my passion is. I'm passionate about a lot of things, but I've definitely, I thought I was passionate about marketing and social media, but actually that's transformed into, I'm passionate about helping people. Like I want to help businesses and I want to help people that want to do good. I've definitely sat through a lot of meetings in the past that have gone, I'm just sitting here helping you make money. Mm. And that's how I felt. And I'm like, I'm not here for this. Like, I want to sit there and actually help you make a change and make you, help you make a difference, mm. whether that's environmentally or like to other people or what it is. I don't know, but I really don't believe in brands that are just there for the sake of being there and mm. um, that don't have values and things like that. I don't know. Um, so I don't really know what my passion is, but I do think that you have to trust your gut a little bit and take to take those right steps to get you to where you want to be. And make sure that you're enjoying it. I think that's huge. Like if, say, I enjoyed, I guess it's harder because I don't really, but if I enjoyed teaching horse riding, I'd probably go down and try and stick in that career path and find a way to make that work rather than trying to do something just to make, you have to make ends meet, yes, but there's always a way and that's how I have to think about it. I'm like, if I love this so much, there has to be a way to make this work. Yeah. Um, whether that's going and teaching and then maybe you'd have to work night shifts in a supermarket or something, I don't know. I can really see you working night shifts in a supermarket. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. But yes, no. But yeah, I do think that there's an element of you have to, you have to be happy because life is short. As much as people say it, life is short. So you have to have that short-term gain as well as the long-term gain and balance that out. And if you don't know what you love... What do you think of the thought that you kind of have to work to earn money to do other things? Like, you know, you have that. So when you have, especially when you first start working, Mm. you're probably not going to go straight into your like dream job. No. And you just have to make, is that something we just all have to deal with? Is that we just have to sometimes make sacrifices? Yeah, I think so. I think you like have to find your passion in what you do to start with. Like it depends for me. It was I loved working with people. So hospital jobs, retail jobs, Mm. not great pay, but actually like I got a little bit of a kick out of it. Um, So I do think that there's some element of sacrifice because no, you're not going to go straight into like a 
massive marketing role or whatever. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) No, but you're Um, not. You're not. So then you need to think about like, well, how can you get there and make sure like for me at 18 going into an office accounts or administrative job, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. And I knew I wouldn't have enjoyed it. So I tried to like look at other options and yes, you are, you do have limited options when you're entering the workforce, but I do think that there has to be something you can find in one of them. Mm. If you can't find anything, then maybe working just isn't for you. Just be, just be a stay at home daughter. Oh God. (laughs) The literal dream. Um, Yes, I agree. And I think yeah. as well, it's super important to to take away thing to take away something small from mm. everything that you do. And I think annoyingly it is because you like you said, you're not gonna go straight into your dream your no. dream job. Like I wasn't gonna walk straight into the Vogue offices and be like, Hi, make me a senior fashion editor and they <laughs> were just gonna be like, You got yeah. it. <laughs> um, love. You know, you do and obviously, unfortunately, we do all need money to live. Yeah, so we do. You do have to, but you can take, you should be able to take something out of every single job that yeah. you do. And you should just be able to just chuck it in like the skills bank yeah. is the biggest thing. And, you know, you'll then, you'll come down, you could be 20 years down the line and there's still something that you utilize from that very first job that you had. And you look mm. back on it and you think, oh my God, at the time I thought I was completely sacrificing everything. I was sacrificing my dreams, my passions, everything I actually wanted. But in reality, I picked up this. Yeah, and I got these skills. And I got these skills. And that's led me to where I am now. That's kind of how yeah. I view my first job. Yeah, I worked in admin and I didn't, I didn't love it. I yeah. worked with pushy salespeople who genuinely sometimes believed that we were saving lives. We were yeah. not. We were selling IT equipment. <laughs> it's not the same. Spoiler alert, everyone. Saving lives. It's, it's, it's not... a PR in ER, doesn't it? <laughs> I love I that saying. That. So good. Thank you. Um, it, it's not the same, but there are things I've taken out of that now, including a lot of things around like crisis management and stuff that are really valuable. skills, yeah. And yes, at the time it felt like I was just sacrificing my passions to be in this like often sometimes boring job Mm. but actually it was okay and yeah once you do kind of accept that you are not going to walk I mean yeah you never know you may walk straight into your dream career but the likelihood is pretty small yeah that you just have to take everything you can from it it's all personal building blocks you're Mm. never going to start at the top you have to kind of peter your way up there and that's absolutely fine it doesn't make you doesn't mean you're going to not succeed because you had to start either slightly sideways from where you want to be or you know a little bit lower down than you thought you'd have to it is all building blocks yeah it's like they say like if you're you when you're working you should either be learning or earning Mm. and I do think it's that learning phase but the one thing that I definitely say if you're entering the workforce or if you're looking for another job is find a company that you believe in Mm. and they might not necessarily have the best role for you at that time but if you can get into that company and like work under leadership that's really strong and can teach you I think there's huge huge value in there oh massively yeah Yeah, no massively and you'll get there it's okay and everybody's learning yeah it really isn't um yeah and also but also remember to fight for fair pay as well like (laughs) 
because <laughs> Christ, I've been so. I remember being so underpaid in that role. Oh, it really? was ridiculous. Yeah. But don't, like, don't you have minimum wage in the UK? I mean, we do, but I was paid minimum wage uh. for a job that yeah was very much and you know I was like people would go off and leave and I'd like be either left in charge of the department or doing other stuff and I'm just like hang on a minute (laughs) not even being paid slightly enough for this I would have just been like no (laughs) and and then you turn around and ask for a pay rise and they're like well what have you done it's like and that's where you say what you've done that's where you have to I think if you ever turn around and ask for a pay rise you have to have your back up and yes. to be like I've done this I've done this I've done this this is my job description I don't believe in working within the realms of job description I'm very much like mm, it's a bit dated but if it comes yes. to it pull all those yeah pull all, that, pull all that out because this is this is a cold hard fact for everybody if you ever ask for a pay rise your bosses are not going to automatically t- are not going to have been t- watching you yeah, and automatically be like, "Oh my god, yes, we've been monitoring everything you've been doing, yeah. and it's amazing." Yeah, they are going to turn around and ask for evidence, even if you have been working massive overtime, doing all these things. It, don't automatically assume that everyone's going to have noticed that. You yeah. need to come with the cold hard evidence. Yeah, beautiful. Um, do you think there is a level of fear when you first enter the workplace that's kind of seen as a rite of passage, almost like a hazing? And do you actually think that this is something that could be a potential disadvantage for those who head straight from uni, from school to uni, when they enter the workplace just that little bit later? Yeah. Um, it. I think it depends where you work mm. and who you're working for. Like, I definitely didn't have that because I went into certain jobs where I kind of, I don't know, I was lucky the culture that I was in like I was aside from the one person that wanted me to always use the photocopier (laughs) I was never treated like in like my first role as an intern I was never treated like the lowest Hmm. of the pack I was never like you were treated like the tea maker or something no no one had ever I actually don't think I've ever been asked to go make a cup of tea like I think I've always offered and Hmm. I've jumped in there before anyone maybe could ask but no one's ever been like go make tea or like go make people coffee yeah so and even when I've been in the kinds of roles where you probably would so I've been really lucky on that respect but um yeah I do think that there is a level of it like I've seen it and I've seen it with other companies or like younger people coming into companies that I've worked for and it's silly because you see all these young people with potential and you see people shooting them down and you're almost like standing there watching and you're kind of like we should be bringing this person up because they've got all the right they've got the right mindset they've got the right like attitude and then if they've got that and they can they're competent and they can learn and I think just because just because it might have happened when it might have been more of a thing like Mm. 10-15 years ago doesn't mean that we have to continue the cycle and I think it is in certain places it is seen as a little bit of a rite of passage that you have to suffer a bit yeah. in that first in your first kind of couple of years working and it's like actually why yeah like you why? doesn't make you does it make you a stronger person yeah probably not it just makes you more miserable and more likely to leave and it come you come away with that negative experience and like you say we should be building people building up. people up because not to the point of extreme overconfidence and obviously you should always be called out when you're wrong but it 
Yeah. It just help, actually helps build that positive reinforcement. It's like yeah. dog training. It's yeah. like the training that you're doing with positive Patch. Positive reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but there definitely have been times when I have worked with people who have come straight from uni mm. and where they are that little bit older, it's a little bit of a shock for them yeah. to then have that kind of like shooting down and yeah. like oh well you've just joined the workforce you've got to suffer a bit like and yeah. it's it's something that I wish that they would people would be taught more yeah. and it was something we could reinforce into older generations welcoming in the new generations yeah um, and you know it can be and it can be easy to be like swept up in the oh yeah we've got to treat the new person a little bit like mm. shit to kind of show them all the shit sides of stuff and it's like actually we don't need to do that yeah. we need to be honest with people but we don't need to be like this is the bad yeah yeah this is the bad no everyone has to go through this and you know you have to like not that I've ever been made to clean a toilet yeah. at work but you know what I mean like you have to go and do all the shit stuff and actually I think we should just be more welcoming into yeah because creating that sense of fear that we're just never going to break the cycle otherwise no. do you think a little bit has to do with the fact that if I I don't know. I'm just going to say this because I feel like I could skip around it. But if you go to university, you feel like you've done three, four years of really hard work and you feel, I don't know, because I haven't been in this position, but I have witnessed this and I've witnessed this with multiple people and multiple people that are close to me. They finish uni and then they expect to go into the workforce and they expect to go into quite a decent role. Hmm. Which, I, yeah, fair enough. Like fair enough. worked hard for four years. And, but do you think that maybe with those, like for you and I, I know that I never went in with any expectation. So I was always happy to start at the bottom. Whereas I had a friend that really wanted to work for this company, but they wanted her to do six months admin work first. And she was like, no, I can't be treated like this. Like I'm too good for this. And it was just a bit like, mate, you need to just like actually get into the industry and you'll be fine because you'll show like prove what you can do and you'll be absolutely fine but she was just like no like and went and took a job somewhere that she didn't really want to work for but took the job because it meant that she could have a higher role but actually she didn't really end up with that higher role because they were still like well you need to you need to practice and it wasn't even like it wasn't admin as in sit at the front desk and make everyone coffee it was admin as in like you need to run everyone's paperwork because you need to know what to do yeah it wasn't you know it wasn't even like yeah. down I've experienced her. that as well yeah. very much so and like you say because you and I didn't have that and actually we kind of probably had the lower expectations yeah because we we're like we didn't go to university we know that we're probably yeah. not going to be seen as we're probably going to be pigeonholed into these slightly yeah. lower roles. Yeah. And that's fine. We're willing to take what we can to just get us on that ladder. Yeah, absolutely. But I think with... Uh, yes, I've also experienced it, obviously. That mentality. With that mentality of... Which I can kind of understand. Yeah. If you've studied for four years, spent all that money, and I think... I don't know about you, but when, like, when I was younger, I was always kind of led to believe that you yeah. went to university and that basically automatically 
guaranteed you a good job because that was why people went you didn't just go for a laugh you went because it guaranteed you that good job especially when you know in the uk particularly when the fees went up it was like okay but it's worth it because it'll get you that good job good job at the end and actually a lot of people i know have come out of university and had to go and work in like retail and stuff because there isn't jobs in the sector they studied or it just isn't isn't quite what they imagined but yes lots of people have I've known have come out and been like oh I can't be expected to do this it's like actually you can yeah because everyone else has to everyone else has to but also these it's the foundation like it's the building bricks of what is gonna be the rest of your career like it's it's a good thing it's not a bad thing and I think don't see it as don't see it as a step down just see it as that first step yeah absolutely it's Um, a catch-22 like I for us we can only speak from our experience but I do understand a little bit from like friends and things through the other side and it is like I'm with you I can see why yeah, I've put all that hard work oh, and time yeah. in, so I'm why like, aren't you getting more of a reward? Yeah, and I'd probably be pissed off if I came out of university. Oh, I'd be so angry. <laughs> and be like, excuse me, what? What do you mean you're not yeah. just, like... And not even... We don't even mean that in the sense that these people are all super entitled, because they're not. It's just... I think it's just what you're fed. Yeah. As to... And yeah, if you put in the work, you should... Yeah, you'd expect to get that, but it isn't. it isn't a step down. Yeah. It's just... It's just that first step. And yeah. yeah, maybe it did look slightly lower than you anticipated it to be. But that's fine. It's not It's not a bad thing. I have something to tell you when we finish this as okay. well. Remind me. Right. The rogue question. Yes. If you could have any animal as your personal assistant, which animal would you choose and why? I got ChatGPT to write me this question. And it wrote me a really serious question. I was like, write me a rogue question for the end of this podcast or for the end of the podcast about this. And it was like, it wrote me this really boring question. And I was like, that's not a freaking rogue question. That's I was like, lame. I was like, write me a rogue and funny question. Um, well, can I say I would choose Patrick because I love him. <laughs> can you imagine Patrick as your personal assistant? I love mummy, you need to stop work now. <laughs> It's time to play with me. He'd answer the phone. I've done your calendar for you. Play time with Patrick every 10 minutes for he'd, 10 minutes. He'd answer the phone and be like, no scared. No, thank you. Bye. <laughs> scared. Um, I don't... Oh, this, this is, is a weird question. Yeah, this is a weird question. Thank you, Elon. Um, I think I would choose a dolphin. Because <laughs> it means I have to work on a tropical island. <laughs> smart <laughs> they are smart actually they are and they are the only animals or mammals other than human beings mm. that have sex for pleasure mm. fun yeah. fact for you not having sex with the dolphin no that's not, that's not what I'm suggesting <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking you should not sleep with your personal assistant anyway Maddie that's yeah, very that inappropriate true. that's very that's inappropriate very... you suggested it <laughs> Um, yes, I would have a dolphin so then I can work on an island and they would mace- probably do most of it for me. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Maybe not the latter, but definitely the island. What about you? Mm, I think I'd probably have... I don't know, actually. Oh, I don't know. Well, you asked the question. Uh, yeah, you have more the... time to think about yeah, this. Yeah, I know I asked the question, but then I... <sighs> I'd probably have, oh my God, no, I'd have a little, like, one of those tiny monkeys that can, like, sit on your shoulder. 
Because oh. then I could, it could sit on my shoulder and watch me do all the work and I could, like, talk to it constantly. And That's then I could be cute. like, oh, I need this. And then it could just, like, scamper off my shoulder, go and do this. And then come back. And then come back and just... And I could, like, yeah. chill with it. And then it could, like, cuddle oh. in my arms. Oh. I've always wanted a pet monkey. Yeah, same. Oh. But it's super, like, immoral to have yeah. them. My dad wants a little... He calls them Fimba Mumpies. <laughs> <laughs> he wants a finger monkey. Oh. I was like, go live in Miami. <laughs> oh, I just... I don't think I'd want one that small. Oh, I'd want one cool. a little bit bigger. Little so that you could, like... They're kind so of scary monkeys. Yeah, though. they are so yeah, scary. They can like rip oh your God. face off. I know. Fucking terrifying. There was this lady in Singapore, and one of the parks, like after COVID and things, because they'd had more time to kind of re—I don't want to say re, not repopulate, but there was but, just like, less re, people. Relive. Around. Yeah, yeah. They retook the city. Um, <laughs> monkeys take Singapore, but there was this lady that went for a run and like a really normal area like very urban she did. and oh, she ran between the monkeys and a monkey baby and she got mauled like she died fa- no she didn't die but she was very close to it like her face was all ripped up her whole body shredded oh it was apparently God. very grim oh and lots of stories like that yeah but it's you like don't look um, the monkey in the eye yeah, monkeys are just uh, terrifying. When my mum went to India, she was going... She was, um, she was like a temple or something. And the person that she was with, the monkey, like, bullied this woman into giving uh, giving them her water. Mm-hmm. And he took the little lid off and poured the water out so all of his little monkey friends could have a drink. It was really cute. But it, they are very, like... They steal, they steal your they, ice cream they, things. They steal ice creams. Did they steal your ice cream? I have stolen one of my ice creams before. Oh, no. Personal experience. Where did they steal your ice cream from? Where were you? Somewhere in Singapore. I think at McRitchie. Oh, no. You poor oh. ice cream. They had otters in Singapore as well, didn't they? Oh, yeah. We used to have them in the river outside our house. Oh. It was so cute. I love, <laughs> I love otters so much. And then when they use little rocks as tools... Oh, yeah, they're quite vicious, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are extremely yeah. vicious. So do not condone going down and petting them, no matter how much you may want to. <laughs> do you know what I really want is an orangutan? I love orangutans. Yeah, orangutans they're my favourite. Orangutans are really cool. Yeah. They yeah. just look so... Like, you just want to cuddle the baby. Oh, the babies! Oh, the babies. And I just oh. feel like you could go up to an orangutan and it would just wrap its really long arms around you and, and just, just give like, love. give you a snuggle. It definitely wouldn't. It would be like, get the oh. fuck away from me or I'm going to rip your face off. What about off. the ones, though, like, in the rehabilitation centres that are friends with the humans? They're like little... They're, they're like little Down syndrome friends and they just kind of plod along and then, like, do stupid shit. And it's just so funny. They are very cute. I yeah. do like orangutans. Um, well, but yes, I do like monkeys a lot. I mean, you get those bonkers people that live. Oh, I tell you what is weird. You get those mad people in the US that live with like chimpanzees. Oh yeah, chimpanzees are fucking terrifying. Like fucking terrifying. They will rip your face just fully yeah, no. off. But I mean, then you've got people that have tigers and shit like that, and they're polar yeah. bears in their backyard. Oh. It's like, come on, mate. Like that's so unfair. That is one thing I'd really love if it wasn't bear. if it wasn't really unethical. A polar bear is a polar bear. Just any bear, to be fair. Either a little black bear, probably not a grizzly, because they're yeah. fucking massive. And polar oh. bears are also fucking massive. And you see so many things about like people with their pet grizzlies, and then 
it kills them. Yeah. Surprise. Oh, just, oh imagine, you do they just lie down and you lie down on top of them and you just like go, oh. And, and then just, they rip your throat out. No, and you just, they're little like smooshes. A little smoosh. And then when they're babies and they do that like crawling thing and they fall Aww. over. And they're like, have you seen the videos where they like reach up to be lifted? Oh. Like a real baby. Like a real baby. It just sounds like a real baby. <laughs> that I think crawling it's, thing where they fall over and they reach up to no, be lifted. No, but babies are like yucky. I want like a, a big fluffy bear. Yeah. I think because I just wanted my teddy bears to be like alive when I, I yeah. just loved bears oh my so gosh. much. Oh my god. Bears and monkeys, eh? Oh, so good. Anyway. <laughs> Do you think one day we'll get real music for this? Like when I hope we're so. real professionals? Yeah, when we're real professionals, we Maybe should. Maybe I'll record in oh a studio. God. In our studio. <laughs> we should we release an album of you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Rosie's Culture Roundup. <laughs> Culture Roundup this week. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, so I saw a really interesting tweet this morning. Yeah. Um, but I think it was debunked. So there was a rumour going around that Liam Hemsworth mm-hmm. was going to sue Miley Cyrus for defamation for flowers oh. because he's going to lose his Witcher contract. Is he? Yes. Yeah, so, well, apparently. So uh. obviously he's been replacing Henry Cavill. Anyway, on The Witcher. And people were not very happy about that. But that's kind of by the by. But yes, he said he was going to... Yeah, there was rumours that he was going to sue Miley oh. Cyrus. So obviously, you know, all the like rumours and like... And, every, you know, she throws a lot of shade in yeah. that song. Freaking love that song. Yeah. Go, Miley Cyrus. But yeah, she throws obviously a lot of shade towards him in that song. But then Dumois said that, no, that probably isn't happening. I don't really see legally how it's happening. Because also she doesn't mention him by name. Yeah. And it's just going to be a bit... Yeah, I think yeah. it's a bit, legally a bit of a funny ground. But yeah, he may be losing his contract in The Witcher, which is oh, very interesting. Poor Liam. Hmm. Yeah, I guess poor Liam. But I'd still date him. Yeah, Here's me. me. I'd still date him. Yeah. I'd still date, um, what's his name? I'd, I'd date Ryan Gosling, but what's the other one? Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio. I'd date him. I'd date Liam. I've always had a crush on Liam, though, so like, I'm... I, and I love Miley. This is my problem. I love Miley. I love Liam. So I'm like, team Liam. For, but I'm also like, team Miley. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, see, I'm very similar. So I'm very much like team Miley because Hannah Montana for life. But, oh, so I do really fancy Liam. Yes. I kind, sometimes I kind of fancy Liam more than I fancy Chris. Oh, yeah, I do. I've always fancied Liam more than Chris, yeah. so... I think I don't Chris know. Chris is married though, so that's why. <laughs> Although Liam was, that's true. right. You know, because this is the very realistic chances of us dating either yeah. Hemsworth. Or oh, actually, there's there's more Hemsworth. There's three, isn't there? There's, yeah, there's three. The other one. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't. We don't know. Him. We don't. We don't <laughs> I think him. he's in. He is in something. He is in something, and he's like he's not bad looking either. But yes, but no, there is rumor that yeah, she was gonna. He was gonna see. Oh dear. Yeah. Which will be interesting if that actually does happen. That would be quite interesting. Yeah. And I mean, she's obviously written quite a lot. I was just like listening to her music sometimes when I'm in the gym. Yeah. Like I just put on like the Miley Cyrus Essentials playlist. Yeah. She does talk about him quite a lot in her music. Yeah. I mean, he obviously they obviously played a massive part in each other's lives. Yeah. It it's was huge. Yeah. The other big news from the culture roundup, which I'm very excited for. New Ted Lasso. Oh yes, I'm so pumped for it. On the fifteenth of March, I thought it was the thirteenth, yeah. but it's the fifteenth. We've got twelve, thirteen more days. I'm so excited. so excited! Oh my god! So you're not even going to be here. No, I'm not. I'm going to be in America. Well, we'll probably have finished it. Oh no, it's coming out. It's coming out one week at a time. Oh. Ugh. 
dear Netflix, dear Amazon, dear Neon, dear um, Apple TV, Apple first. TV. Oh, Do yeah. not release things one week at a time. We want to watch it all now. We shun you. We won't because <laughs> no, we, we still won't, watch, it. We watch it. <laughs> I'm so excited. I freaking love Ted Lasso. Yeah, like it's my favorite TV show for sure. Genuinely, same. No, it's just about I, football. I, like, I like can't bear football. Like yeah. I would. I've said this before. I would honestly rather watch paint dry sometimes yeah. than watch a game of football. But Ted Lasso. But Ted Lasso. ASC Richmond. Like oh all my god, all the way, all the way. I just, I just love it. I've never. Yeah. It's a show that makes me laugh so much. It just it brings so much joy. And oh my god, I'm so in love with Roy Kent. Oh same. But okay, so does he ever look like he's CGI to you? What Roy Kent? You're never gonna watch the TV show the same from here on out. I kind of yes, I do kind of know what you mean. There are moments where you watch it and you're like, he doesn't he looks animated. Like he doesn't actually, look real. There's so when they did like the latest release of FIFA. Yeah. You can you can play as Roy Kent. You can play as Roy Kent, and there's oh and god. and Ted's in it, and Coach Beard. Everyone's in it. Oh my god, that's amazing! And Brett Goldstein's who plays Roy Kent's um, like FIFA character. It literally just looks like him. He oh does like he kind of look like CGI. That's so cool. I also love Brett Goldstein who He's plays like who plays that who plays Roy Kent. He's so good. He does yeah. this amazing podcast called Films to Be Buried with. And he interviews some like amazing people and it's really fucking funny. Yeah. And yeah, I highly recommend and he loves a Muppets Christmas Carol and he interviewed the Muppets. Oh. Well he interviewed Kermit and Miss Piggy. It was really cute. It was really pure. And he was on Sesame Street. <laughs> Roy Ken. Oh my god, I fucking oh my god, I'm, I'm just so excited. It. So excited. Yay. There probably is more to the culture around it than that, but quite honestly, Ted Lasso Highlights. Ted Lasso took away. Wonderful. Wedding at Wedding Miranda. Miranda. Oh. Um yeah, we don't really have anything, do we? It's very slow moving right now. And and then other update is we have learnt that there has been no contact made from the people the foreign people that we don't know. Oh. The aliens. Oh no, everyone it's the knows aliens because we don't know them. Oh, sad. So, anyway, share with your friends. Yeah, like, let share, people, subscribe. Let people. <laughs> no, but let people know. Like you know, it's been, it's it's fun. It's been twelve episodes now. It's been thirteen episodes. You should be sharing with your friends for know. God's sake. <laughs> no, um, but we do appreciate everyone that does share and does listen. And we, yeah, yeah a few surprise listeners that we've heard from recently. Yeah, some real surprise listeners. <laughs> and <laughs> with that, <laughs> goodbye. Pretend they don't listen. <laughs> right, we're out. Goodbye. Bye.